This is Rhema for Today. Now, first of all, if this had come through any other woman of the church, I might suspect, I might wonder. But this particular woman, you know, you just don't doubt anything she said. And then besides that, I said, all we got to do is just wait 30 days and then we'll all know whether it's so or not. And then I said, if it does happen, if we get up and say something and oppose it and so on, then it does happen. Then the congregation is going to find out what unscriptural and unspiritual deacons they have, which are 99% of the time they do. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, The Spirit of Seeing and Knowing, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. But what the Spirit's saying, what the Holy Ghost or what the Lord Jesus Christ, the head of the church through the Holy Ghost is saying, the, the Spirit of knowing, the Spirit of seeing, amen, shall be in manifestation in a greater measure, in a greater measure. In a greater measure, increase it, Lord. Amen. That what you have seen heretofore, praise God forevermore. Now then also notice this. In 1 Samuel, the 10th chapter, 21st to the 23rd verse, you remember now when uh, uh, Saul was elected king of Israel, he was humble to begin with, and uh, he hid himself. But here in 1 Samuel, the 10th chapter, 21st through the 23rd verse, they inquired of the Lord, and the Lord told him where he was. Well, the Lord knows where everybody is. The word of knowledge was used to discover a man in hiding. A number of years ago, a church I was pastoring, I was teaching on the gifts of the Spirit. And I used this illustration here. And so some of the folks came and said to me, Brother Hagin, 23 years ago, family here in our church, now they were not in the church 23 years ago. They were not Christian, none of the family was. But now then the mother and dad is in the church, brother and sister in the church, they've been saved, filled the Holy But the youngest girl, the youngest child of the family, 16 year old girl, was in with a gang. They had gangs then, just like they have gangs now. And the law was about to crack down on this gang and she disappeared. Well, the law thought that they killed her because probably she'd squeal on the rest of them just being a 16 year old. They drugged the city lake looking for her body and they didn't find her body. But they just 23 years, almost a quarter of a century had come and gone. And so they just, you know, called her dead. But, but somewhere or another, her mother said, I just don't believe it. Somewhere or another, her heart, her spirit told her, she's still alive. Well, folks are discouraged, even her own family, all of them discouraged, said, you know she's alive, 23 years period, we'd have heard from her. But now, our folks said, some of the ladies had a prayer group that my wife and I met with also every week, said, Brother Hagin, don't God know whether she's dead or alive? Yeah, I said, God knows everything. He don't let me know everything, or you either. But would it be all right for us to pray 
that God would show us. Well, he would be giving you a word of knowledge, whether she's dead or alive. Well, I really didn't know to tell you the truth about it. There's a lot of things I used to didn't know. There's a lot of things I still don't know. Amen. But here's how we learn, praise God. And so I said, well, I don't guess it'd hurt to pray, so let's just pray about it. So we made prayer about it. And then the Spirit of God came on one of the ladies and she began to speak with tongues. And another one of the ladies interpreted it and at the same time had a vision and saw it. And she saw where a house had been, the foundation was still there, it was gone, where they moved away a bird, but there was a garage separate from it. And above this garage, quite large garage, see, and above this was a, what we call a garage apartment. And she saw this woman in that garage apartment chained. She could move around in the apartment all right, but she can't get out. Then out behind the, the garage apartment was a body of water, a bio light. And then she began to prophesy that in 30 days time, the family would receive a letter from her. Well, now that was on a Wednesday afternoon, they were praying. And of course, some of these ladies went home and told their husbands and a couple of them was deacons, their wives was there. And one of the deacons called me off and said, Brother Hagin, you ought to put a stop to that. And I said, what do you mean? Well, everybody knows she's dead. I said, I don't know she's dead. In fact, I never did even know her that she ever existed. Happened all before you were 23 years ago. You said, everybody knows she's dead. I said, Are you, you, do you know she's dead? Well, no, but that's just general consensus and knowledge. I said, what do you mean put a stop to it? Well, get up and tell the people that it's not so. I said, you know, that would be stupid. <laughs> now, first of all, if this had come through any other woman of the church, I might suspect, I might wonder. But this particular woman, I, 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 you know, you just don't doubt anything she said. And then besides that, I said, all we got to do is just wait 30 days and then we'll all know whether it's so or not. <laughs> and then I said, if it does happen, if we get up and say something and oppose it and so on, then it does happen. Then the congregation is going to find out what unscriptural and unspiritual deacons they have, which are 99% of the time they do. And so he said, the deacon said, well, I guess you're right. We, we, we better wait, Henry. Yeah. So the other deacon called me off and said the same thing. And I said the same thing to him. He said, I guess you're right. Yeah, we better wait. Did you know that the 30th day, that woman, the woman that disappeared, her daddy went to the post office and there was a letter there. He never thought of just put it in his coat pocket and went home. And that night they were sitting around the fireplace. He and his wife, the mother and the daddy, were making their home with a married daughter because they were older. And so uh, they uh, suddenly, the daughter they were making their home with said, Dad, we get in the mail today. Oh, yeah, I forgot. There's a letter there in my coat pocket. She got the letter and opened up and started shouting. The lady had just simply 
the daughter that had disappeared and been gone for 23 years just simply wrote a letter to Mr. and Mrs. Frank so-and-so and the city general delivery. And in the letter he said, Dear Mom and Dad, I don't know whether you'll get this letter or not. I don't know whether you're still alive or not. And I don't know whether you still live there. But if you get this letter, if you write me, I'll come home to visit you. And so, of course, they wrote her. And she came home to visit them. And her testimony was this, that one of the older men knew that the gang was going to kill her. And so he took her and ran with her. And went to New Orleans first, and they lived there for a while, and then went over to Houston. Now, she said, I knew enough on him to send him to an electric chair. And so he kept me more or less. When he went to work, he'd chain me. I'd stay. I couldn't get out. Eventually, he's quite a bit older than an older man. She's just 16 when they left, when he took her. But they had a, had a, a boy was born and then a, a girl. Now, at the time they, she came home, the boy was 17. I believe the girl was 14. And the boy was playing football the high school football team and all of the football team was supposed to be at one of the Baptist churches they were honoring them and of course they'd never been to church and he didn't allow them in fact he always carried a gun and he threatened them with that gun but this uh, this young man said dad I have to go I'm on the football team first string and he had grown up and was quite a bit bigger than his daddy daddy's a little short fella and he's a big guy and so they got into a row and that boy took that gun away from his daddy and threw it in that bio after and she saw that. And she said he just changed overnight, his daddy, after, after he had this running with his son. And his daddy said to her, you know, you ought to contact your parents. 23 years, nearly a quarter century is gone. You ought to contact them. So she wrote, they came. They came to church on Sunday morning. When I gave the altar call, the lady and the boy came to the altar and was born again. Praise God. Well, God knew exactly whether she lived. The word of knowledge can be used or can be manifested to discover a man in hiding or someone that's lost or something. You don't know where they are. Well, I'm going to pray. Well, okay. That just, just trust God and see what he does. He may see fit too and he may not. The manifestation of the spirit is given as the spirit wills. Are you listening to me? But thank God it's manifest. Now... The, the word of knowledge is manifested to uh, indicate a man in need or a person in need. We already referred to it, the ninth chapter of Acts. The Lord said to Ananias in a vision. And sometimes the word of knowledge is manifested in a vision. Ananias, I'm here, Lord. Arise and go into the street called straight and inquire in such and such a house for Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth and has seen a man named Ananias coming in, putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, Ananias entered in the 17th verse said, and put his hands on him, said, brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus appeared to thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And so very often the word of knowledge is manifested. To, uh, to indicate a person in need or their need. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. 
Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the two-CD set from Kenneth E. Hagen entitled, In Him, and the next book from Kenneth Hagen entitled, Speak to Your Mountain, and the slimline book, Because of Jesus, by Kenneth Hagen. All this for the special radio price of $27. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Kindle the Flame Women's Conference. That's coming up September the 23rd through the 25th. It is an awesome time. It's not like ordinary women's conferences. Yeah, you're not like an ordinary no. lady either. <laughs> you are a lady, but you're not like some no, ladies I'm, I'm talking about. Aren't you glad? Yes, very glad. <laughs> Anyway, you know, I'll be speaking. Our daughter, Denise Burns, will be speaking. And then uh, Brenda Thomas, Eric McCutcheon, Ty Ward, and Lindsay Hill. We just oh, yeah. have an awesome lineup. So I would encourage you ladies, register now at rhema.org. Yeah, this, is, this is a paid event. So, it is. So it won't be online. No, it no, will not be online. It's a paid event, but you can go to rhema.org slash KTF and register. And yes. hey guys, if you want your wife to really be blessed, uh-huh. sign her up, get her, get her, help her get there and she will come home blessed. That's right. And you take care of the kids, guys, and let her have some time off. Yes. And you'll be blessed, all right? Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll free. 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message, The Spirit of Seeing and Knowing. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.